Welcome to Enterprise Radio, the signature show of the Enterprise Podcast Network, featuring some of the most prominent business professionals in the world today. And now your host, Eric Dye. This is Eric Dye, and once again, welcome to Enterprise Radio, your EPN channel for exclusive interviews with entrepreneurs, small business owners, and some of the world's top executives who are having great success today. We are speaking with both Mr. Lou Bannock and Mr. Jeff Rasmussen, authors of the new book, Start It, Grow It, Sell It, The Journey of Business. The book teaches business literacy as it pertains to starting, operating, and ultimately selling a small business. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us here today on Enterprise Radio. Glad to be here. Thanks, Eric. And our pleasure to have you both with us today, and thanks for your time. So for starters, Mr. Bannock, what drove you both to write this book? Yeah, no, I appreciate it, Eric. Uh, I've had a number of experiences over 30 years in banking, and uh, really came out of uh, the, the book. Really came out of three different uh, thoughts that I had regarding different assignments, and, and in general, uh, business literacy, as I've seen it uh, through at least the last 10 years, it is sort of something that people understand they need, but they they don't necessarily know how to how to um, uh, get that information or, or understanding all the different components related to business literacy. So, you know, really from three different business experiences that I've had uh, directly as a teacher, uh, a, a, an advisor in another role, and then obviously working, uh, spending time with my wife and with her not-for-profit uh, uh, focus, it really became clear to me that, and Jeff and I have talked about this pretty often, that uh, you know that that gap between when you leave school and you enter the workforce there's really no apprenticeship out there anymore eric where uh, how do you help somebody make that uh, walk across that bridge to get them ready from theory to to real time application and and as i said those three experiences uh, that i had over the last probably 7 or 8 years really informed me that this might be something people would be interested in it's it's a quick way in six to seven hours uh, in reading the book, they can get a pretty good apprenticeship as it relates to business literacy and then, you know, hopefully apply it or at least be more comfortable with it. So it was a fun project. Jeff was, it's great for Jeff to uh, join me in terms of partnering on this, but uh, you know, in a way, you know, we're at that point in our career, in our lives where, you know, we want to give back and uh, obviously the, as we talk about it, uh, you know, bit small business and you know entrepreneurs are quintessential to our economy and the, and the success our nation has. And I, I just want to see more people being uh, embrace uh, entrepreneurship and become small business owners, that which you know kind of adds to the richness and the fabric of our nation. Well, certainly a great way to lead things off today, and I appreciate the effort in writing the book and Jeff. As well. Now, Jeff, what, tell us what are the most important things to have in order to start a business as you see it? Um, you know, really, it's kind of a, there's, there's a couple of facets really that um, are kind of the baseline of what you have to do to start a business. You know, the first thing, obviously, that people always talk about uh, the passion and the vision that entrepreneurs have, but you really have to expound on that and be really intentional about who are your target markets, um, how are you going to reach those markets. First of all, how do you communicate with them? Second, how do you serve them? And what's your value proposition? In other words, why should somebody buy from you instead of instead of somebody else that's in the marketplace competing against you? Uh, so that's kind of the customer side of of, of that passion and and, um, and vision that you have. And then you got to look at the operational side of that 
um, how are we going to do this? What resources do we need to do that? What tools do we need to do that and, and serve the customer and, and do the things we're talking about on the customer side of the business? And then you take all that, roll up the revenue streams on it and the costs that it's going to take you to operate the business and turn that into a really nice uh, financial forecast to give you an idea of how much capital you're going to need to start your business and go through um, from the point of starting to the point where we're actually profitable. We call that the cash burn period. And, you know, that just kind of a long-winded an answer to saying the first thing you have to have is a really good, um, well-thought-through business plan. Format isn't so important as long as you cover that customer and operational side with financial forecast in, in place. And then have plenty of capital because it always takes, um, in my experience, more capital than you think it's going to before you reach that uh, that break-even point where you're actually starting to turn a profit. So good business plan, good level of capital, either debt, investment, a little bit of both, and uh, then, you're on, then you're off and running. Great feedback there. Really appreciate that. Now, what action should a business owner take to significantly increase the chances of long-term success? Yeah, so this is Lou, I, and I... I know Jeff and I probably have a very similar answer on this. You know, typically what we see, Eric, in in, in small businesses, uh, two things. One is the owner um, does everything, and he or she uh, is very technical and doesn't want to hand that uh, that assignment off to somebody else so they can scale the business and grow the business, so they can move out of working in the business to on the business. So, to me, that's that's an important one where. Um, to scale and to grow a business, uh, it, it requires innovation. It requires forward thinking, and it's hard. And I don't know how many entrepreneurs you, you've seen do this. They just get trapped in the day to day, and can't focus on you know the growth that, that potentially is ahead of them because they can allocate time to be strategic, not just you know in the day to day business. And part and parcel to that is really having uh, partners. And I'm not talking necessarily in the business, but advisors. And as we talked about with others, you know, your investors, the idea of getting an investor doesn't necessarily mean that's the only reason you want the investor. You, you really want the investor for the ideas, the intellect, and hopefully some of the mentorship. And then you can kind of carry that forward. I also think there's a, an aspect of zone coverage where the more you build your, your team, in fact, you get to pick your team, whether that's the CPA, whether that's your attorney, or whether your investors – to build the zone coverage you need to to help um, make that business uh, one resilient. That and I think the statistic, Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong, but with an advisor you increase that business success rate from 20% to 40% in the first five years. So that concept of of building a team uh, that will help advise you, in addition to the recruiting a team that will help you grow the business, or are important steps that a lot of businesses and business owners won't take because, again, they get trapped in the day-to-day -day of the business. And, Jeff, I'm not sure if you have other thoughts. No, I think you're, you're exactly right, Lou, um, and, and, and you're right on that statistic. Uh, the, S the SBA has a statistic that shows that in the first five years, 80% of businesses failed. But if they have mentors on board, that rate cuts in half. So then it's only 40% fail. So – um, absolutely. Having people, you know, nobody knows everything. So having people around you that fill in for your, your get your skill weaknesses really complete your team and it gives you a much better chance to succeed. 
tremendous thoughts and perspective here today. We're joined by both Lou Bannock and Jeff Rasmussen, co-authors of the new book, Start It, Grow It, Sell It, The Journey of Business. The book teaches business literacy as it pertains to starting, operating, and ultimately selling a small business. And they've joined us here today on Enterprise Radio, a part of EPN, the Enterprise Podcast Network. Now, tell us also, what is the biggest mistake small business owners seem to make? Well, you know, Luke kind of alluded to it when he started out talking about the previous question. Um, business owners, by nature, are kind of grinders. Um, they, they, they love the grind. I talk about loving the grind. And you have to be that way. But at some point, and really the sooner the better, you have to start stepping out of what we call working in the business. In other words, handling everything, being involved in every little nook and cranny of the business, to working on the business. When you step back and start thinking a little bit more strategically about where am I taking this business, um, a lot of business owners just tend to stay you know, you know, with their nose at the grindstone. Um, they're working day in and day out in the business, just cranking out the sausage, so to speak. And they really never get a chance to step back and think about, well, where are we taking this? So business grows to a certain point, and that person's actually kind of got a lid on himself or herself. You can only get as big as that person will allow it to be. But if you step back and be a little bit more visionary, bring somebody in to fill that role that you are performing, and then you take your vision and, and you move the chess pieces around a little bit, you know, you have a much better chance of growing it. Because if you're not growing, you're shrinking. And then ultimately, that's where that five-year, 80% failure rate comes in. So you have to get out of the day-to-day, minute-to-minute operation, really. That's, that's the biggest thing I see working with entrepreneurs. Um, they just can't, they can't make that trans- transition, or they don't because they're not sure how to do it. That's the biggest issue. Lou, when should a business owner begin making plans to sell their business? We hear that question a lot, and we hear that talked about on the program quite a bit, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on that as well. Yeah, no, Eric, thank you for the question. I, I would, and my answer is actually, and I'm not trying to be funny, but uh, my answer is uh, the first day you start a business is value creation occurs over every day of, of running a business. And the worst time to think about starting a business is, you know, you get 30 years into, or selling a business, uh, we get 30 years into a, a business, and then you go back and look and say, geez, I don't have employee manuals. Uh, you know, I don't have audited financials or reviewed financials. I haven't built my team. Uh, it's all my relatives. So the, the best time to start thinking about value creation, which ultimately leads to the the capacity and the the price that you're going to get for your business when you decide to sell it down the road, is is day one. Literally, do it right from day one, and it gets back to kind of the you know circling in back on my earlier comment around zone coverage and. And I think the more professional you make your decisions and your your advisors, whether that's a board or an ad hoc board, um, they'll give you the direction in terms of how to to ensure that what the decisions you're making ultimately will create value for that end buyer. The other aspect is is kind of what we wrote in the book here, the business literacy around finance, uh, economics, accounting, law, and communications. If you want to create value, you've got to use some of these tools out there, whether it's reading the business cycle, when it's a when it's a good time to make a, 
a business uh, investment. For example, you know, we, we could be going into recession, but going into recession might be an ideal time to make an investment because maybe you can get supplies cheap or some people become available that otherwise wouldn't become available because uh, the competitor went out of business. So it's really it's using the business literacy tools that we speak to in our novel that enables that owner to not just once create value, but every single day along the, the journey um, to create value uh, through through his or her choices in terms of where they choose to focus their investment dollars and or their, their personnel. And it sounds kind of simple, uh, Eric, uh, but frankly, that's what I've seen. The ones that do it well, and of course, you know, it's a little bit, and it's an exaggeration. You won't do it every day, but it, but the thought is a, is a good thought. If you can come in and treat it as a as a business, professional business versus a hobby, you're going to get that appreciation. Not only are you going to get the paycheck, but you're also going to get the appreciation and the capital gains that you're looking for. Because you created a business that that had staying power, and you innovated, and it has value to the end buyer. So um, those are my thoughts. Jeff may have Jeff is you know a business owner, and he may have some other thoughts because you know obviously being in that behind that wheel, he he probably does. Yeah, Lou's again. He's spot on on that. Um, you, you start from day one. You you, you start with the end in mind. And so you've set your business up um, so that you never know when somebody is going to come by and maybe perhaps offer you to buy you out. But we talk about in the book, um, run it like it's always for sale. And if you're doing that, you're going to be doing things the right way. You'll be doing the right things. And that's going to make sure that it, it, it presents itself well to a possible investor as well as to, to your client. Some big-time thorough coverage there per that question and per your expertise. We can't thank you enough for sharing your insight on making plans to sell your business. And in summary and in conclusion, uh, what final advice do you each have for business owners tuning in from all over the world today? I'll I'll take the first shot at this, and Lou can follow up if he wants. Um, Again, I can't can't stress enough to to have a good plan, adequate capital, and then once you have that, Make sure you keep your personal finances separate from your business finances. I've seen too many um, entrepreneurs that everything comes out of the pocket. You know, it, it goes in one pocket and it goes out of that pocket. And you know, at the end of the day, they, the business doesn't separate itself from them. And you've got to make sure that business is a standalone entity, operates, you know, with or without the entrepreneur. That's the best scenario. If if, if you go on vacation. They don't. They don't miss a beat. Then you know you're doing things right. Yeah, and the only the only thing I would maybe add is the hard the hard work sometimes, Eric, is is the innovation and in that constant mindset that uh, you have to change. Your business has to be different next year than it was today. I, I've seen that in athletics. I've seen it in business. The, the successful businesses are ones in which uh, they're planning to be different. To be uh, and a, have a different competitive skill set or product set a year or two out. Um, you know, we talked about the business plan, which is really when you start it, but the, you know, leveraging leveraging that strategic plan and your advisors, so they they help you uh, not only sustain the business but grow the business and get that value that uh, ultimately you want at the end when you when you look at the capital gains that you've been able to uh, to. Uh, 
secure because of all the uh, all the right decisions and and the good planning that you don't along the way to be different and be better each each and every day going forward. Well, Lou and Jeff, we can't thank you enough for joining us here today on the program. I'm sure listeners want to know where they can get further information, not only on the book, but how they could be in direct contact with you. Where's the best place to do that? Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, you can find uh, Lou and I both on LinkedIn. Um, We're pretty active on there from a posting standpoint, and we have, you know, very clearly labeled profiles. And then we also, our our business is is called um, Take the Next Step Training and Coaching. We have a website or a a LinkedIn uh, page for that as well. Eventually, we will have a a website, but that's been serving us pretty well up to this time. So they can find us on LinkedIn. And that certainly works, and we'll leave links within the show notes of this broadcast. Again, gentlemen, all the best, and thanks so much for joining us here today on Enterprise Radio. certainly was our pleasure. Likewise. Thanks for your interest in our our project here, and uh, thanks for what you do for entrepreneurs. Yep, thanks for having us on, Eric. And you're certainly more than welcome. We've been speaking with Lou Bannock and Jeff Rasmussen, authors of the new book, Start It, Grow It, Sell It, The Journey of Business. The book teaches business literacy as it pertains to starting, operating, and ultimately selling a business. And for further details and to connect with either Lou or Jeff, visit LinkedIn and take the next step training coaching on the LinkedIn platform. And this is Eric Dye, and you've been listening to Enterprise Radio, a part of EPN, the Enterprise Podcast Network. Tune into our live location as we are streaming live 24-7 around the world at epodcastnetwork.com forward slash live. You can also find our live stream on iTunes Radio and TuneIn Radio, as well as the TuneIn Radio app for your listening convenience. And as always, we thank you for your support and for tuning in. Thanks for listening to Enterprise Radio. To subscribe to more of our programming, visit epodcastnetwork.com. This is the ePodcast Network.